Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hey, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast on how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest money, and why would you use a team? There's no such thing as self-made millionaires. They are team-made and you have got to use experts and stop digging all over the internet. I call the internet the bathroom wall because anybody can write anything. So there's a lot of information that's not accurate. So today I brought you a new accurate uh, data source, amazing man. Uh, Meryl Chandler is with me uh, over 25 years ago, a personal and business credit pioneer, co-founded the Lexington Law Firm and uh, became extremely dissatisfied in the credit repair. Like I am extremely dissatisfied in the money, you know, the money conversations, because there's just so much inaccuracy. So after leveraging his extensive knowledge of borrower behavior profiles, FICO scores, scoring metrics, and lender underwriting requirements, he developed a process that could optimize a consumer's and bar- consumers borrowing behavior to improve their fundability. So he just wrote an amazing book. I love the titles, The New F Word. And it's not what you think, it's fundability. So Meryl, welcome to uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Glad to be here, Laurel. I'm so excited. It's always awesome. You're a fellow Mythbuster, so I'm all about it, right? There are there are over 500 myths that I have sussed out already about credit and funding, personal and business credit, and we're just going to talk about a few of them today. So I'm super excited to be here with you. So let's begin with like, you know, most people don't even know that you can have business credit and personal credit. So just a definition for those of you. And by the way, if you're listening from around the world, because I know I have a worldwide audience, in principle, a lot of these things work. The banking isn't quite as flexible as it is here in the United States, but I'm married to a Canadian. Uh, Typically, you've got to go back to the banks for a lot of that just to kind of handle that. But there is a personal business, you know, personal score and a business score. So talk about the imposters that can ruin your personal credit. Ah, so uh, let's focus on the United States. There are, and so far, no regulatory body has shut them down. So that means we have to be in charge of our own intel, right? So there are business credit imposters. I call it catfish credit, right? You you have, a, when you're being catfished on social media, that means somebody having a a pretty or handsome picture is trying to engage you in a relationship under false pretenses. That's exactly what lenders, there are some lenders who actually catfish you into getting their quote business credit card, unquote, when that card actually reports to your personal credit profile. By that definition, it's not true business credit because it's reporting to your personal. You're being a good businessman or businesswoman. Let's say you get the, the Spark credit card from Capital One. Spark reports to your personal profile. So every time you use it or you carry a balance for your business, you're harming your personal profile. It changes your available credit metrics, you have too much available credit on your personal side because you think you did it for your business. And in truth, you didn't. They did a bait and switch. So some of these fake business credit cards uh, uh, discover 
it card the discover it card once again another another version of catfish credit these are imposters that are faking that they are personal business credit cards when actually they report to your personal credit it's a horrible travesty but we gotta laurel we gotta watch out for it we do and actually as you say that meryl how does someone even know? I mean, I, and this, uh, I think I told you the statistic when we saw each other a few weeks ago at our live event, my son, 18 to 23 has been solicited over, I think at about 1800 times, I stopped counting the stack of credit card requests uh, to get him. And now that he's 23 and he's heading out, you know, he just got the platinums and the big ones. So how does somebody that doesn't know even know about this catfishing, like what's real, what's not? Great question. So what we what we teach our all of our students, our anybody who's within earshot of your podcast, we teach you how to vet a bank, vet a credit card offer by calling the the issuer and saying this simple sentence: Do the balances of this credit card report to my personal credit report on a monthly basis? I'll repeat that. Do the balances of this credit card report to my personal credit on a monthly basis? If the answer is yes, run. It's going to be a personal card. Even if it says the word business on it, it's ruining your personal profile. If they say no, then hang up, call again. We do not think of anything as the truth unless three different people have given you the same answer. So this is not always simple, but it is worth it. Never take your first answer as the truth. Three people have to say the same answer, and then it's likely the truth without guarantees. That's what we teach people to do, Laurel. I love that. So your business name alone can uh, can make you unfundable. Like, Absolutely. I, almost to, I almost had to say that question like over because it's sort of a, a, counter, a counterbalance. But the business name alone is a problem, people. So tell Absolutely. us why. A absolutely. Well, let me finish one thing. You can also go to um, uh, getfundablecreditcards.com and we have a list of personal and business cards that have already been pre-vetted. So if you're looking, they have all the miles and rebates and all those things. If you go to getfundablecreditcards.com, check the show notes, You, we literally have pre-vetted them for you So, because it's the least we can do to make sure that you have the right kind of business credit in your portfolio. But now let's pretend for a second that you're you're going in there to uh you, you you can actually become unfundable by the very names words that you use in your uh in your business name or the description. Here's what happens. Um, most people don't even know that this is going on behind our back, but the secretary of state of every single state in this country actually has to be responsible for re reporting growth in each of the sectors in their states. Meaning if a consulting firm um, uh, uh, joins, they need to know that a, they need to know that a consulting firm sector is growing real estate investors, entrepreneurs, etc. So what the clerks at the Secretary of State do is they read your they read the name of your business or your business description. And then they go look up those words on a lookup table. It's called the NAICS um, table stands for 
North American uh, Industrial Classification System, and they look up the they look up your the words that are in your name, and then they give you the it's, uh, the corresponding number. Now lenders have had dozens of years, hundreds of years of lending to different types of industries, and if you they lenders use the exact same codes and if your code has these offending names on it you're literally not going to get uh the uh, uh you're not going to be fundable you're not going to get any money from these banks because you're in an offending code now there's too many of these but we'll give you a chance at the end here to see exactly how to see which of these codes are are are, are going to kick you out and which ones are fundable but i'm telling you laurel yeah even your name can make you unfundable that's sad Sad, sad, sad. And, you know, it, it goes to, you know, think about all the LLCs and uh, the company names we've helped all of our clients, you know, uh, create and how much all this needs to, again, get integrated and tied together. So what's been interesting is so many of you have been lied, lied to. I mean, the myths are astounding. <laughs> astounding. <laughs> what gets you real business credit? Uh, All right. So, yeah. yeah so so they, I'm glad you brought this up because here's the point. Um, real business credit. Most of us think when we think of business credit, we think of real business credit cards, bank, business loans and lines of credit like from banks and uh, and um, commercial loans. Right. From banks. But when you go out there, if somebody's saying, hey, build your business credit, they're usually talking to you about building your Paydex score. Paydex is, is the least used business credit model by any banks who sell business loans, business lines of credit from banks. And what happens is the, the big bait and switch, again, is that when people are saying build business credit, they're saying, yeah, go get a Uline account, go get a Granger account, go get these trade lines, uh, these net 30 accounts, and then get gas cards. And people sell this program for building business credit that business banks do not use when uh, qualifying you for approval. They don't use those models. And think about think about it. Do you think an industrial supply reputation is going to deliver a $50,000 business line of credit? That's just absurd. Absurd. No one is going to trust a gas card reputation, even if you pay it faithfully. They're not going to give you $50,000 in a business loan or line of credit from a bank based on that shell gas card it's, it's it's absurd so that's what we mean by real business credit when i say business credit i'm talking about business credit cards that don't report to your personal profile business bank credit loans uh, credit lines and loans and there's a lot available isn't there no yeah there's so much money available if you know what to look for but here's the problem people who sell paydex or business credit uh, uh um uh, um uh, building business credit uh, uh i don't want, i, I want to be gentle and not call them scams um, okay. you can. if you want a granger card or an industrial supply card awesome but most of us are think when they say a credit line they're thinking of, of business 
credit lines, like from banks. Now, here's the other thing we got to be careful of is that when somebody says, um, when they're when they're talking about business credit, they're also referring to the uh, like commercial loans, anything over a million dollars, you are going to be personally guaranteeing every single bank loan or line of credit. So if you read an ad here, fair warning, if you read an ad anywhere that says, oh yeah, let's get you credit lines not attached to your social security number, run. That is a scam waiting to happen because they're using the word credit line to describe these retail accounts or these net 30 accounts, not business bank lines of credit. You're thinking credit lines, so you want to buy. You want I want to build my business credit. You don't need to build your business credit. You need to be fundable by hitting the metrics that the actual banks that are issuing these credit lines give you. And we have all that. Later, we'll give you an opportunity to get all this intel. I love it. Now, this is my favorite. FICO credit scores versus FACO credit scores. <laughs> I love that. Okay, mine too. All right, let's define some terms. A 90 plus percent of every financial credit decision in this country uses FICO scoring models, okay? FICO score, three digits. But if a lender doesn't use a credit score, we call them FICO scores. So a FICO score is a real score. It's a true score because lenders use it. But there are dozens of credit scores that are being pushed out there Number one, by uh, by credit monitoring services, if it doesn't have the FICO registered trademark, it's a fake score. Don't buy that credit monitoring. It's complete BS. But you know who the greatest promoter of fake scores is? The biggest promoter of fake scores is Credit Karma. There's 100 million people who you, who base their financial health and well-being on the score that's on uh, the Credit Karma website. I want, dig, I want you to dig into that a little bit, Meryl. Why is that one so, just because it's not legitimate? Yes, because it is, it's an advance, it's called Vantage Score, and it's competing against the FICO score, but lenders don't use the Vantage Score for credit cards, lines of credit, business loans, et cetera. That, that just recently, they started looking at Vantage for like mortgages, but lenders don't use Vantage mostly, they use FICO. So if it is, if lenders don't use it, it's a fake score. Well, notice when you go to your, when you go to your, uh, your first screen, whether on your phone or on the web, and you look at your, you look at the scores, there's only two out of the three because, uh, because Experian uses FICO. Only TransUnion Equifax are available in uh, on the Credit Karma's uh, website because that's all that uh, uses the, the Vantage score. And here's the worst bait and switch of all, you guys. Right next to those scores on the website, right next to the scores, there's an offer. Hey, because of your score, you might qualify for this. If you click that button and fill out the credit card application, they pull a FICO score, not the scores you're looking at while you're applying. They literally bait and switch you and they give you and they and they run your 
application through FICO software. And FICO tends to be 30 to 60 points lower than the ones that are on that front page of Credit Karma's website. It is as a scam. And the reason why they can get away with it is because down on page 17, they have a little disclaimer saying, the scores used above may not be the scores that are pulled when you apply, when you hit the apply button. Because they write that, they get to lie straight to your face uh, 17 pages higher on uh, uh, on that front page. It's complete malarkey. I would use other terms, but I want to respect yep. your audience. Yep, I appreciate it. Uh, before we go to the, the next question, though, I want you to dig into that just a little bit. So just some, what I call CFS awareness, common freaking sense. Um, <laughs> the, just like mutual funds, just like, I mean, you and I have such a, an aligned philosophy and understanding. Truly. Um, so, I mean, from mutual funds to insurance, to annuities, to, I mean, and again, I'm not saying those are bad things because I'm a, a, you know, I'm a huge uh, fan of proper life insurance, but why is it that 17 pages later on financial documents, is it even tolerated in the financial space? Because it, I mean, it's, you already have like a vast lack of knowledge across the world. I've been, been yep. every continent, you've traveled as much as I have. We've been everywhere and the myths are astounding. Why is it tolerated uh, just over and over and over? Just your- Yeah, it's, well, because the, law, the laws currently written, which are pro big business, the laws currently written are, uh, is that there is, constructive notice there's actual notice and yeah. constructive notice actual notice would say a big light flashes and say the scores you are looking at are not going to be used when you push this button with an arrow pointing that's actual notice constructive notice is where it is where it's available to you if you do your due diligence borrow beware that's how the laws are currently written it's malarkey but that's why they can get away with it unbelievable isn't it and again the message to those of you that are listening is to get lean in and learn you have got to learn this can't just be you know oh i need something at the last minute i got to go figure it out and finding money with the last minute is the worst thing you could do absolutely absolutely because then you're going to believe because your desire outweighs your due diligence or your willingness to you're going to step on funding landmines because you're you're playing soccer in the minefield, yep. right? So we need to stop. We need to know where the line the the landmines are and how to avoid them. And that's what we have here in a moment for you. Well, so funding Ooh. funding approvals, uh, they're not based on your credit score. So this uh, is a disconnect. And I want you all to like pay attention to what I just said. Your fundability, right? Your funding approvals are not based on your credit score. There's other ways to get funded. Yeah, you guys, this is. Uh, another huge this this actually goes from myth uh, is elevated to to shiny object syndrome the misinformation we have been led to believe and most of us have believed it until we until you hear my presentations or laurel and i talking about this we are we need to understand that your credit score is not used or to approve you. It is out of five areas that are used to approve you, uh, four of them help in the approval process and score comes in to determine your rate, 
your term, and how much to give you. If you have a 721, you might get a, an approval of $2,000 on a credit card. But if you have an 821, you might get 20,000. Your score is only used after they measure your but your borrower profile, which includes your, your um, uh, a banking profile, relationship with the bank, checking account, last, uh, uh, how you treat your own money. They're, they're looking at your borrower behaviors. They're looking at your credit profile. Those are what are in charge of your approvals. And then once you're approved, your score then is used to determine how much they're going to give you at what interest rate. You are not approved on the borrower on the uh, uh, you're not approved on your credit score, but you can be denied. We call it a denial threshold. Let's say this isn't true for every bank, but let's just say the approval threshold or denial threshold is 719. The approval uh, uh, denial threshold is 719. That means 720 they're going to run you through their underwriting. If you had a 719, you're rejected. They don't look at you anymore. You get that 30-second denial from an online application. But if you were at a 720, they're saying, all right, this is enough to bring in our underwriting process. And they look at your bar behaviors, bar profile, all the things that they're going to determine whether or not you would make a good risk. They approve you and then look at your score to determine the 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 amount and the rate. So those that's if we could understand that, it would be a game changer, Laurel, 100% game changer of what we uh, how we apply cuz people with an 820 are like I'll get approved and they're like they get denied and they're like I have an 820, why was I denied? They don't understand that your borrower behaviors may suck or your profile uh your profile um, quality may be suffering. You may have a bunch of retail cards and you're trying to go for a $30,000 Chase Sapphire or something. There's way too many things that we don't know and we're not told until now, until you and I have, have uh, teamed up to make sure that people cut through the myths and learn the insider truth. Oh, and it, there's just so, there's so much to teach you. Um, let's keep going. So uh, the borrower behaviors that make you fundable and determine your, what are the right ones? What gets you approval? Okay. What, yeah, what there are 40 borrower behaviors, 40 borrower behaviors. I gotta get like 40 people, 40. Yeah, 40 borrower behaviors that are measured to determine your fundability. And here's something that I would like to uh, uh, just, uh, is it okay if I over-deliver, oh, uh, Laurel? over-deliver. Uh, all right, so look in the show notes, but also if you go to get fundable behaviors, Dot com get fundable behaviors.com i will you just tell us where to send it i'll send you the list of not just the 40 borrower behaviors but the pool of 150 borrower behaviors that fico and lenders draw from to build their underwriting criteria all there just download it and uh tell us where to send it and you've got it all right and uh, I'm gonna just, I want to just go into that. What are the top? Give us three of the forty. Like, just give us a few. Oh, so, so give people, us a little like tea. Yeah, people yeah. usually stop at yeah. I pay uh, I pay my um, my bills on time, right? Did you realize that if you pay a you don't get as much credit from FICO if you pay the day before the due date or the day after the due date. 
you're not paying as agreed. They're looking for fastidiousness. So having an auto draft is the best solution in order to get your uh, in order to get your profile to have the exact metrics that FICO and lender software is looking for. So paying on time, but paying on time, auto drafting is the is a sure is the best bet for that. Another one is your uh, utilization. People, you go through what great utilization you're going to see. Most people talk about thirty percent. Utilization is different than traffic. Now I'm just getting into all the the yummy stuff. Traffic is what you charge up and pay down. Utilization is what you carry over to another month. Utilization needs to be under 10%, not 30%. And FICO is going to count it against you or count it for you. Um, and uh, another one is, do you have national bank cards or do you have consumer uh, uh, consumer finance accounts? Every single retail card on the planet, you guys, every single retail card on the planet will give will downgrade your borrower profile because that borrower profile does not have um, uh, uh, national bank cards or high value credit cards. You have mall store cards and online cards and net bank cards, web bank cards. All of those are tier four and they actually carry a negative indicator by FICO. So even the quality of the credit instruments you have matter in your fundability. I love it. Ooh. I have uh, another question. Uh, so one action that need, like, what can people do right now? And uh, again, I want to just remind all of you, when you are on Laurel's Real Money Talks, you can always go to askloral.com, ask a question, make a request. And the show notes below will have a link to uh, get in touch uh, with uh, Merrill and his team. But what's one action for today? Well, uh, one action for today, go to um, FICO reports, that's plural, FICOreports.com and order your My FICO credit report, which has 31 true FICO scores. These are the true lender scores, your mortgage scores, your auto scores, your bank card and, and unsecured credit scores. Go it, it, just get find the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. There is so much actionable intel in that report. Yeah. And if you're going to subscribe to something, subscribe to, 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 to FICO. Don't subscribe to something that's going to give you FICO scores. So that's my that's my uh, that's my additional uh, over deliver. Your uh, your FACO's called uh, Credit Karma and or any of those. So, Meryl, it's been great to have you. I'm going to have you back. I want to talk this down into personal fundability and uh, business fundability, like absolutely we did table. And appreciate you being here today. So so wonderful. Thank you, Laurel. I love that we're aligned in our myth busting. It's always always a pleasure to find a truth seeker and a truth teller. It's been great. Thank you. And those of you that are out there again, thanks for uh, being here for another edition of Laurel's Real Money Talks. We're here every Friday morning. So hit the subscription button, the notification button. So you are notified that another live interview has come live or some just live knowledge from myself. And uh, again, go to askworld.com whenever you need to ask a question or make a request. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, 
money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth-building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. 